1: Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget, mm, mm, mm. visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be—convenient, comfortable. Ah. Welcome to
0: episode five forty-nine. It's a, from the best-of series. It was originally aired in the first year of our podcast in twenty eleven. My guest is Danielle Koenig. Uh, we will be back in August with new episodes. As always, our sponsor this week is BetterHelp.com, online counseling. If you've never tried online counseling, why wouldn't you? Why not do it from the comfort of your own home? Just go to betterhelp.com mental. Make sure you include the slash mental part so they know you came from the podcast and then just fill out a questionnaire. And if they have a counselor that they think is a good fit for you, they will match you up with one and you can experience a free week of counseling and see if it's your thing. I can tell you it is my thing. I've been doing it for several years now and I find it very, very helpful and uh, I enjoy the service. So check it out, betterhelp.com mental. Welcome to Episode 16 with my guest, Danielle Koenig. I'm Paul Gilmartin. This is the Mental Illness Happy Hour, an hour of honesty about all the battles in our heads, from medically diagnosed conditions to everyday compulsive negative thinking, feelings of dissatisfaction, disconnection, inadequacy, and that vague, sinking feeling that the world is passing us by. You give us an hour or so, and we will give you a hot ladle of awkward and icky but first a few notes please go check out the uh, the website mentalpod.com you can fill out a survey there you can uh, post stuff in the forum um, and something I'd really like you to do is uh, leave voicemail messages for me. Uh, I've set up a Skype account. Uh, my Skype name is MentalPod if you want to go Skype to Skype. Or if you just want to make a phone call, the number uh, to, to call is 818-574-7177. And uh, you can leave a voicemail for me. You can leave a comment or a question or a fear. Um, w- one of the things that I'm trying to do is get a bunch of people's uh fears on voicemail and then I want to put them to music. I think that might be kinda kind of fun. So um, yeah, if you leave a voicemail for me though, know that it uh, there's a possibility it may wind up being played publicly either on the show or on a song that gets played outside the show or uh, or someplace else. Um, so you can always, if you wanna contact me privately, you can always uh, send me an email through the website. Um, but speaking of uh, voicemail, I got a voicemail just before I edited this uh, this episode together about about an hour ago um, from uh, a guy named Philip from from Davis, California, and he wants to know what to do because his girlfriend is suicidal, and he is asking me for advice. And um, I emailed him back because um, he gave me his email on the voicemail, and. Uh, I basically said, I I have no idea. I'm not an expert. I don't have answers to a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this program. Um, But what I do know is that a mental health professional would be a good person for you to talk to. I I like to think of this show as the waiting room outside of a psychiatrist's office. Uh, Yeah, it's cool to talk about stuff that's going on with us, but nobody's an expert here. I mean, for the last 23 years, I've made a living in comedy clubs, babysitting drunks, telling dick jokes. Everybody I know is bizarrely beautifully fucked up in some weird way. I couldn't stand you in the audition. I couldn't stand you. Yes. Awful. I was drunk. And I learned that I could solve my problems. And said Through violence, since I couldn't communicate. Lonely? Yes. I'm afraid that my genitalia is ugly. That's hurtful. And what was your role in the robbery?
1: I mean, you never knew what you were going home to.
0: I had a jar that had teeth in it.
1: I was a wreck.
0: Other people's teeth? Yeah. I'm here with uh, my friend Danielle Koenig at uh, her lovely house in uh, in Los Angeles. Um, those of you that uh, know my friend Jimmy Pardo, uh, Jimmy has been married to Danielle for how long
1: has it been? Seven years.
0: Seven years. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you and I have talked uh, many times about the fact that we both uh, live with depression. Yeah and uh because you
1: know it's it's good times it's
0: fun. it's fun when a party slows down you like to say hey when was the last time you stared at a bare bulb for two <laughs> hours and thought about what might have been
1: let's go into a corner somewhere <laughs> and depress each other
0: <laughs> uh but you know one of the things that, that that i've always uh enjoyed about you a your sense of humor but um uh B your your honesty about um about your depression and so uh uh, yeah,
1: I don't have any shame about it. That's great. I mean, maybe that wasn't always the case, but yeah, yeah I don't have any hang-ups with...
0: That's good. I, I, a lot of people um, are so embarrassed to admit that that they need any kind of help or right. take meds or go to therapy, Right, and that to me is usually the sign that you need therapy.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. if you're not comfortable. Uh, yeah, am I, like, am I yeah. jumping
0: the gun there by, by assuming that, that if you're if you're yeah. that anxious about what people think that you might need to go to therapy? Well, I'm
1: for sure anxious about what people think, but not right. about that particular yeah. thing. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you think that's because we're in the entertainment field and it's kind of accepted mm, that we're all a little nuts?
1: I think it's because, perhaps, or because just like my whole family suffers from it, so I'm just so used to it. Right. Although I can remember like dating guys and, and hiding my... Um, my Prozac from them. So I, I guess mm-hmm. at one time I was a little bit right. like, and I remember one boyfriend pointing, going, saying, oh, so how's the Prozac going? Like he saw my bottle. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then it was no yeah. big deal, but mm. I guess there's still a little bit of a stigma, but yeah. I mean, there was, but no. When
0: did you stay, start taking uh, antidepressants? Oh, Jesus.
1: A million years ago. A, a Before m- the
0: dinosaurs?
1: Yes, because there weren't any other people around, so I was really <laughs> bummed. I was really lonely. Your
0: alienation I was, was actually based in reality. <laughs> for
1: once, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, in your cave, isolating, <laughs>
0: waiting for your period.
1: I just marked the days off on the wall. I didn't know what days were, but I thought when the big round thing goes down, then that's when I get sad. Um, a long time ago, like boy like 15 or 16 years ago, I guess. Oh, wow. I mean, I've gone on and off of them, but... Right. Are you currently on them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't have crippling depression. I'm highly functional,
0: You have limping depression. I have limping depression, which is
1: sometimes... Now, this might be the dramatic person in me, the performer in me.
0: The ballerina. (laughs) But
1: sometimes I wish they were more crippling Mm -hmm. so so that I... Well, I guess at times there were, I wished like, oh, I wish someone could see what was going on and just help me Mm -hmm. because I was never the person who couldn't get out of bed or couldn't -hmm. couldn't keep a job or I wasn't that person. So it was just a very solitary sort of conversation Mm -hmm. I would have with myself. You know, I'm
0: glad you brought that up because I got an email from from somebody um, and this person had been through a tornado and had PTSD but was having trouble... um, because nobody died in the tornado oh. and the house was just destroyed uh-huh. and they weren't injured this person was having a hard time allowing themselves to to
1: to grieve
0: to grieve right. and to and to say I'm I've been harmed mentally wow. by this and so I started a thread on the forum uh about the danger of um minimizing ah. things that have happened to you and uh I shared that for a long time, um, when I was eleven, there was a fifteen-year-old kid in our neighborhood that molested everybody he could get his hands on, including including me. And, oh my god! And it wasn't that. it wasn't. I minimized it probably up until a year or two ago because it wasn't like the molestation that you you see about. It and, wasn't a bad and,
1: enough molestation. Exactly, yeah, you weren't anally penetrated, so therefore exactly. you can't exactly. cry about it. It right. was
0: touching and in a oh. you know. It, and, and somebody helped me point out, they said, what's important is the feelings that you had around yeah. this. What are the feelings? And right. I said, well, I felt shame. Yeah. I felt kind of dirty. I felt manipulated, and I felt used, and I felt uncomfortable every time I saw that person for the next 15 years. Oh, my God. And so I thought, yeah, you know what? I, it." It I can call it a a, a molestation. And it is. It is. But for the longest time I felt like, oh, that was just a kid who was fucked up on our block. No. He wasn't that much older than me. He was fifteen. I was eleven yeah. but no, you no, know what it was? He you know
1: Did you ever talk to anyone else on the block who you said everyone
0: Um Well the way I found out was there was another kid on our block who had a nervous breakdown and my mom said when he, this kid was in the hospital, he admitted uh-huh. uh, or it said to his mom, um, I'm really having trouble. You know, this event happened to me. And so my mom called me and said, did this kid do anything oh, to you? Oh, she did. Yes. And I said yes. And my mom's really good friends with his mom.
1: So were you an adult at the time? I like that how this has
0: become all about me no, now. No, no, no. Yeah. But
1: I'm – see, that's kind of what right. I do. But I'm, right. I'm interested. Like, I always ask the right. thousand questions. So, right. Were you an adult when you, yes. d- you told your yeah, mother? Yeah, this was
0: like five years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but the, I, I want to get back to the point about yeah. about the the minimizing what's happened to you. So talk a, a little bit about what it's like in your mind when you feel like maybe you're you're wishing that your depression was more uh, beyond. Right. Well, not in that nebulous zone where you're like, yes. I don't know whether or not to take this seriously. I, yeah. Am I wrong? Is that what you're that, kind of?
1: I guess that's part of it. I I felt, I think I'm what they call, um, low grade, mm-hmm. low grade depression. Mm-hmm. But it's just been so consistent <laughs> through mm-hmm. my life that it's just been. I guess I just thought it was my personality. Right. In other words, like, oh, this is kind of shitty things happen to me, and I'm negative, and I'm pessimistic, and the, all those things are true. Mm-hmm. But It didn't help that I probably have a chemical, you know, and at least, I'm sure, hereditary um, sort of design to be that way. And Mm -hmm. also, I wasn't shown how to not be that way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I remember the specific time when I first went to therapy was that I was living by... How old were you? um, I guess 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was living by myself in my, you know, first Mm -hmm. apartment, my Mm -hmm. little studio apartment, and supposedly with the whole my whole life ahead of me Mm -hmm. and sitting on the ground like in front of my bed and just staring into space and oh my
0: god do i know that yeah
1: and really kind of getting scared and then i remember i don't know how long after maybe a day or so maybe a week i don't know being at my parents house and just kind of Breaking down and telling them like this is not good. I'm not doing well, mm-hmm. and that's when I got into therapy.
0: What What was the feeling that you had? Was it of paralysis, difficulty making decisions, feeling negative about the future? What would describe? Well, that that
1: I I sort of think that the negative about the future thing was sort of always there, mm-hmm. and definitely the I do I still feel paralysis. I in a sense I feel like. I feel like I never lived up to my potential. I I realized this, that as a kid, I was always worried that I wasn't living up to my potential Mm -hmm. and I still feel like that. But then, you know what? Maybe I am living up to my potential and this is as Mm -hmm. far as it goes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like maybe I'm not as, you know, Mm -hmm. I have as much potential as I thought. But so I'm sort of getting all over the place, but so it was just a feeling of like not knowing. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I feel empty. Mm -hmm. I feel disconnected. Mm -hmm and um, don't have hope, that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: that's the worst feeling, that feeling that you don't yeah. have hope and that you're never going to get out of it Right. and that this is the way you are and you're fucked and that's yeah. how you're going to be for the rest yes. of your life. I think
1: I just thought that I was wired that way. And I do think that to some extent, like I'm still not like healed. I'm not like mm-hmm. the most positive person in the world, but right. I definitely have changed. Yes,
0: since, and it's not a prison. It's not a death no. sentence. But if you do... Don't do anything about it, and you just try to go to your own mind to fix it. I think it is a prison.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, my what you, you know, my brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can talk about it, but yeah. So my brother killed himself mm-hmm. last year. And, and your brother Andrew. My brother Andrew, and um, definitely he was in a prison. I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely felt hopeless. I know that's what it was. There was mm-hmm. there was no hope. There mm-hmm. was no. There was no getting out of it for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had been on meds, but then he stopped. Mm-hmm. And Did I,
0: you know that he had stopped?
1: You know what's really shameful is that I never asked him. I never... Because he had such a history of being up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And it, it, another thing I never thought of was that he was probably bipolar, but mm-hmm. I just never thought of it. I just thought he was depressed. Right. So, but anyway we i had been so used to him being up and down that the fact that he was down didn't trigger in me oh he's off his meds mm-hmm. i just thought this is him because he was so severely depressed do you right. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so i will always probably feel guilty about that that i didn't you know say like hey what's going on because i was so it just it didn't seem just seemed like this is the pattern of his life so mm-hmm.
0: Well, how? How? First of all, I think it's completely natural that you would go to to that place to want to blame yourself or to feel guilty. I think I think that's natural. I think it's and, inevitable. And, when inevitable. When but but I, I hope you realize how completely wrong that is. That it. That right. There's nothing that that you could have
1: have done. Most of me understands that okay. intellectually that there's nothing I could have done. But that's even sort of more frustrating like I've always I keep peppering my therapist with questions about like well what if not what if I had done this but like well what if he had been more successful would he still have killed himself because that was in his brain or would mm-hmm. or that like how much of it was circumstantial and how much of it was mm-hmm. you know physiological or yeah. chemistry
0: let's let's uh, look at that for uh for a second and I- I'm assuming there's going to be people listening to this uh podcast that have had people close to them um Take their take their lives. What are some of the questions that you ask yourself, like you were that you pose to your to your therapist, Um, so people know that they're not alone and feeling that? Oh, I could have I could have done something, right?
1: Yeah i I say things like I wish I I I never really I don't think I am. It's not that I'm under the impression I could have done something, but I feel like oh I wish I could have said goodbye. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have you know, talk to him one last time or just, mm-hmm. like I've, you know, had dreams for a long time and mm-hmm. still occasionally about, you know, well, I guess the dreams are sort of about stopping him. But mm-hmm. in my conscious time, I don't think like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, that much, except for, because I, because I know that when I did try to talk to him, it was very difficult. Yeah. So it's not like I never tried. Mm-hmm. We all tried. It's yeah. just when you're talking to someone in that state, I'm not a professional I'm not right I'm not hyper intelligent I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm supposed to say or do so and plus people in that in that
0: state I think if they're like I feel, You don't want to be around people. That's the catch-22 of depression is you want to isolate. You want to go in a corner like a dog that's getting ready to die and just lick your wounds and not have anybody touch you and just stare at that bare light bulb for two hours and replay your life and think that you're going to find the answer Mm -hmm. there or in some thought about the future that's going to save your life. And in reality, that's the quicksand in in our mind, the – path to safety Mm -hmm. is doing that thing of getting out of our comfort zone and talking to somebody and saying, hey, I'm feeling really hopeless. I'm feeling really scared right now. I'm feeling like the world is, is passing me by.
1: He had, you know, talked to me over the years about that in certain ways, but I just didn't know other than recommending therapy and Mm -hmm. medication, which he didn't take until later, much later. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what else to say. I, I did see that his life wasn't working out the right way so I couldn't be like oh you're crazy you have everything. He didn't have everything. Right. His He was severely lacking in yeah. his life and yeah. I can't get in his brain and I as much as I've suffered depression it was not to that extent mm-hmm. so I can't pretend to understand exactly what that is. Um. Uh, I was going to say
0: something. Let, some... let me throw this thought out at you. Um, I have a lot of friends uh, in in uh, Recovery from from drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. and some of them uh, Sometimes go back to to drinking and using Mm -hmm. knowing that It's the worst thing in the world for them and you can sit down and I've had conversations with people and told them Look,
1: this is what's gonna happen.
0: This is what's gonna happen. This you're not unique You (laughs) are going to die if you don't get help if you Go try to do this on your own. You're going to die. Right. Statistically, right? That's what happened. And I have had friends die.
1: Really? Go? Yes. Have been because
0: rec- they they are reaching out to another person, talking about their fears, talking about you know their pain is more painful to them than the possibility of dying. Uh, that is worse to them. Uh-huh. So the reason I bring that up to you is even if you had. Said things right. to Andrew. There's also a good chance that wouldn't have done anything because right. if people don't want to get, he knew he was depressed.
1: Right. Well, and all his friends, you know, did try to talk to him. Yeah. It, it's not like it's not like it was a hidden thing where yeah. oh this guy seems so happy go lucky. I mean, right. everyone was aware he right. wasn't shy about it. But and then the other thing, the other guilt thing, is that it was hard to be around him sometimes. yeah. And so I probably didn't make myself as available as I could have. And, you know, I have a little boy and... Maybe I use that as an excuse, but it was just... It was difficult being around someone who's depressed. I mean, mm-hmm. you know it as someone who's been depressed and being around other oh, people. Yeah. It can be very difficult. You feel helpless because yeah. you don't know what to say after a while. And... And they're a drag tension. to be around. They're, they're a, dra- a drag had to, to be, be around. And there was just always tension. And I was never 100%... Myself, with my brother. I mean, yeah. I just wasn't. I was not always Felt like you were
0: walking on eggshells? For
1: sure. Felt like I was walking on eggshells, which I do magnificently, by the way. I've taken that to a new level. You actually have
0: eggshell shoes I that do. you wear. They're, they almost look like ballerina shoes. I know, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they
1: crunch. What I realized is you have to cook the eggs first or else it makes a mess. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I am the queen of walking on eggshells. So, yeah. like, which is not a good thing. I mm-hmm. really wish I were much more authentic and, like, confrontational. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to be upset or mm-hmm. so <laughs> it was sort of not a good combination yeah. um and also there was just in general there was just some tension because we just are we're very different people mm-hmm. i mean we loved each other and we liked to hang out we would have fun but we were very different people and right. yeah it was hard to be around him
0: yeah and you know what i i think it's okay to need a break from yeah. people that are mentally yes. ill because they're a fucking handful. It's draining. It's draining. And when
1: they're related to you, you don't feel like you can just cut them off. Right. You know, and I, I didn't have any desire to just cut them off, but it was difficult. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I have a friend who does not want to get help, but wants an audience mm. for to talk about stuff and at a certain point I have to pull away because I'm not uh, it's abusive to your friends to dump on them and yet not want to get help on your own. It's like
1: someone who complains about being in an abusive relationship but they don't get out and you're like well what can I do for you?
0: The best thing I I think you can do is say hey listen I I have done all I can do and at this point it's just frustrating to Mm -hmm. me and it it feels uh, unhealthy. Right. And uh, so I... What is the reason
1: for not wanting to get help?
0: um, I think pride. I think a lot of people...
1: this is the part I just don't understand. I guess because my family is so comfortable Mm -hmm. with depression and not being perfect that it's so hard for me to understand that you would rather sit by yourself feeling the worst you've ever felt than take a pill Mm -hmm. or talk to someone who can help you. I just... It's so... I just wish I had more. I had more I think for empathy some pe- for, it, but I just for don't some people, understand I it. think
0: it's the unknown. They haven't tried that yet.
1: Right, but what could be worse than where you are? That's what I just don't understand. Well,
0: I, I think the thing too is uh, addiction and depression and all these other things. they're one of their common manifestations is they warp reality. Yeah. And so you think in your mind, oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. And so you right. have these distorted fantasies right. of how horrible it's going right. to be, and it's never. As bad right. as you think it's gonna be. In fact, it's usually really life affirming and liberating and mm-hmm. freeing, but if you never right. if you never get help and never try that. Uh, yeah. You know, you I
1: guess it's also just culturally some people are you know
0: They think it's uh, weak.
1: Y- y- they think it's weak or they think yeah. I mean I you know, I definitely I guess I thought that about taking drugs like, oh, yeah. is this Am I cheating? Am I cheating or yeah. something? But the fact is, once I took them and realized, oh, this doesn't. This just
0: makes me normal.
1: It doesn't make me a happy go lucky person. Doesn't it doesn't make me it, euphoric no, no, at, no, all. at all.
0: It gives me the chance to be euphoric.
1: Right, right. But it in no way right. made me like some false sense of floating on right. air. I mean, I still feel everything I feel, it's right. just not paralyzing. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. And I guess I wish people would understand that. I mean, I'm sure there are some drugs, or if you have the wrong, you know, um, Prescription or Yeah, I or think something. like Valium
0: and stuff like right, that are right. incredibly dangerous. Right, and right. and uh, for years, they were prescribed for people right. with depression, which is like putting gas oh, on a fire. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's funny. Valium for depression, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not like doing Coke or something. I think that's what people think. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this right. unnatural high. Yeah. But, no. you know, yeah. I should have such a high. I've never. Yeah. Yeah. Know. We've
0: talked about that a lot on this on, uh, this. Oh, yeah. uh, this
1: so I'm just treading this old territories. Is that what you're no, telling me? Paul? No, no, no.
0: But I'm glad you bring it up because uh, it's it's a point that I don't think can be made uh, often enough mm-hmm. because a lot of people do think of it that way. That oh, it's going to be it's going to be cheating. Yeah. Um, one of the things I emailed you before uh, before we did this was to try to think of some snapshots um, uh-huh. from from your life that you think are kind of seminal.
1: Yes. Uh, well, one the first thing I thought of. Was driving to SeaWorld with my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was just the two of us, but for some reason.
0: Is it okay to say who your dad is?
1: Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm going to look it up anyway. I guess. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah.
0: Um, Danielle's uh, father uh, played uh, is Walter Koenig, who mm-hmm. played um, Chekhov on uh, the original Star Trek. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, he's fairly open about his. Well, <laughs> as much as he recognizes them. Mm-hmm. So. We were driving to... The beauty
0: is, is that the, the parents and, and older people don't even know how to download a podcast. So
1: That's true. That's yeah. true. But he is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so we were driving to SeaWorld, which is in San Diego from Los Angeles. And How old were you? Boy, I want to say like eight. Mm-hmm. He, We were driving and he, so he tells the story and he thinks it's funny because he likes to make fun of himself. Mm-hmm. But the making fun of himself... Like, he doesn't quite acknowledge that. I don't think it's... I still don't mm-hmm. think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But he was pointing to the sign. He goes, there it is. There's SeaWorld. He was pointing to the sign. And I said, where I don't... Because there were so many signs off the freeway. And I was a little kid. I didn't know what which sign it was. And he was like, there, there. And I said, "I which one, Dad? I don't... There! It's that one. It's that one. And he got really, like, mm-hmm. frustrated with me that I didn't know which sign he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is... Like a microcosm of my life <laughs> that mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid I'm not going to know the answer. I'm afraid of doing the wrong thing. I'm afraid of making someone mad. Because um, he had a very sh- short temper. Mm-hmm. And What would
0: happen when he would lose his temper?
1: He would just yell. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing was... It's not like I have horrific... It's kind of what you were saying before about like, oh, my stories aren't sad enough. Right. Like, It's I, the
0: emotion that it generated. Yes, and, and I
1: just... It made... It turned me into someone who... I'm not just saying that one incident or that it's all his responsibility, of course. But it's turned me into someone who is afraid to mess up, afraid to do the wrong thing. And as my therapist recently said to me, because I was trying to figure out why. She said, you don't have the I don't give a fuck gene. Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: I don't know how to just go, oh, fuck it. I don't care about most things, which is detrimental. Because... I don't really get outside my comfort zone as much as I would like to, because I'm afraid of screwing up or being mm-hmm. known, or yeah. you know, so I'm getting anxious talking about it. but yeah. um, so i not going to
0: talk about it in the perfect way. What? You're, you're I'm not, not gonna, gonna talk about it
1: in the perfect way, right? Let I'm not me not gonna leave comp- something out. I'm not Shit. gonna
0: completely Shit. express Shit. myself. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because uh, one of the themes in the last couple of uh, episodes has been the uh, the burden of perfectionism and how draining yes. it is. And I and I'm beginning to think that perfectionism is really closely related to per- to depression because yes. I can have things that I enjoy doing, and all of a sudden there's this feeling I have to do this so well that everybody goes, wow, and then I think I'm not going to be able to do it to the point of wow for everybody, and then I just work myself up into a nap.
1: Yes. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you wonder, how could it go from this thing I was excited about a half hour ago to I'm standing staring at a bare light bulb thinking, why am I all of a sudden tired?
1: You need to get some lampshades is what I'm learning from this podcast. (laughs) You need some fixtures. An electrician to come over and cover up those goddamn light bulbs because they are, you like living in I don't know why. I go to the bare
0: light bulb. (laughs) I don't know why. But that's
1: perfect because, okay, so my current job is that I write for Fashion Police um, Mm -hmm. on E, Joan Rivers Show
0: yeah so by, by the way that that's the other thing i forgot to do at the top of the show tell tell uh, people uh oh. stuff that you've written for and okay. things that they might I sh- know for you're from. sure didn't
1: mean to like make it as a plug no 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 no. no. Like I, I always do that
0: in every episode <laughs> and that's one of the reasons i should bring notes when i do it but i'm right. too lazy
1: okay so quickly i used to write on the dish mm. which was a sister show to the soup mm. i wrote on it the entire time uh it's now over and now i just have this part-time job writing on fashion police which mm. is just basically just writing jokes for Joan Rivers. And so I can go in a day from feeling like I'm the shit because, oh my God, this legend wants me to write jokes for her mm-hmm. to, if I don't get a laugh when we pitch the jokes around the table, I'm a fraud, I'm a, you know, I mean, I know that's a cliche, but it's true, like, yeah. uh, they're, this is ridiculous. I've thought I'm, of my
0: last funny joke.
1: Yeah, it, yes, yeah. yes, I've got yes. nothing left I've in me. I've got nothing left. If they, if they don't laugh at it, then it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And... I've got nothing and I'm going to get fired. I thought last night I was at the meeting. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to wow. get fired. And then a, like a few rounds because we, we go in a circle pitching our jokes on each picture.
0: How do you know when you've gotten the disapproval of someone whose face doesn't move?
1: I mean, good point. Uh, she she kind of shakes her head. Nothing moves on it. Mm-hmm. But she just she's very low key. Um, she doesn't give a lot away. Mm. But the atmosphere of the room is that people don't laugh at most things. Like, mm-hmm. if there's not... That's...
0: Most writers don't laugh at...
1: Well, I'm used to with, I don't know. I guess I had a different situation on yeah. on the dish because we would all laugh at each other's stuff. And then we'd add and we'd top and we'd... Yeah. And we'd... But it's not that kind of collaborative process. Right. This is more like you pitch a joke. People don't really fix it. Occasionally that happens. Right. But it's just very different from what I'm used to. So it's more like you pitch your joke and like you read all your jokes for one picture then the next person reads all their jokes for that same picture. I gotcha. And then you go around. So I'm feeling like, okay, so one minute I'm literally, I'm getting fired. This, she's just yeah. going to say that girl is no good. Get rid mm-hmm. of her. I've thought this every time by the way. And and then like two rounds later I have a h- huge laugh and I'm...
0: And you're the best writer in the world. I'm the
1: best writer in the world and she loves me and everything's great and you know, I'm a... 30- I'm
0: going to get a spinoff from this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. I'm a 38-year-old who still needs the approval of, you know, all everyone in the room, and I feel yeah. ridiculous. And so, yeah, it can change, like, it's— And I wonder, is that
0: a—projecting the um, projecting into the future, to me, I wonder why is it always that it's you're a peasant or you're a king. Yeah. You're never in between. There's right. never— There's never any moderation in the future. Is that a thing about artists and creative people or depressives, or is that just You know what I
1: think? I think there's nothing romantic about being in the middle. It's not it's not interesting. Yeah. It's it's either I'm the lowest of the low or I'm fantastic yeah, you're right. I think it's which I actually do think I'm sort of in the middle. Like I really I don't think I'm a genius and I don't think Mm -hmm. I'm talentless, but there are times where I think both those things. Right. But mostly I don't. Right. Mostly I just but yeah it's like I don't know it's
0: just I remember this this moment uh, when I was about 10 years old and everybody else had, had kind of um, or maybe actually I was about 12 years old and all the other guys were starting to get into puberty and mm-hmm. stuff and I wasn't growing mm-hmm. I was smaller than everybody else and I had problems with my body and I was ashamed of it <laughs> oh. and I had glasses and I had friends and stuff I wasn't lonely but I felt like everybody was was normal and I right. wasn't and I remember one of our teachers uh, had a Nova, the car, you know, remember the Novas? Yeah. And it looked to me like the most average car. There was nothing special mm-hmm. about it. And I remember thinking, I want to be the Nova of people. I just want to that be... That was your
1: aspiration. That Yes. Yeah. I, and I
0: wanted... I pictured myself yeah. as an adult driving a Nova and think, then I'll feel okay. That's
1: hysterical. Uh, yeah. I just wrote a piece about how my aspirations are very like middle of the road. Like I yeah. just, I just wanted to earn yeah. money doing something I liked. Yeah. Like that's it. Like I, I don't think have great. Yeah. But I think it, I, I do think it's good in a sense, but I also think I probably cut myself off a little yeah. bit by thinking yeah. like that because people who think they're going to be movie stars either are, they're all crazy yeah. and they either do it mm-hmm. because they're crazy or they um don't. Mm-hmm. And then everything is a big disappointment. Right. You know, even, I didn't want to have a big fall, so I never said, like, oh, I'm going to be this, you know, the, the world's most famous whatever.
0: Right, but, the, you know, the ones that dream of being a movie star and then become a movie star, don't you think all of them are disappointed because there's aspects to it that they never pictured and, and it can't possibly fulfill what your fantasy?
1: I'm sh- – yeah, I guess so. I'm sure. I mean, I I'm sure know. parts of it
0: that are yeah, awesome and fantastic, yeah. but – um, I don't know.
1: Wait. So I was gonna get back to something. Oh, about feeling like you're the you wanted to be the Nova. Yes, if that makes just sense. Just
0: wanted to be normal. I didn't want to be yes. a sports car, right? You know, I didn't want to be. I just wanted to. You know, I think it was. I just wanted to blend in.
1: Yeah. And did you try really hard to blend in?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. You did. Yeah.
1: See, I always find this interesting because I was always. I always felt. Um, I wasn't the pretty girl. I was always the one who's kind of outside of the thing. I mean, I always had friends. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, like you said, I wasn't a loner. I always had friends. But my friends were cool. And right. I was not, decidedly not.
0: Now, is that just your impression?
1: No. Mm-mm. No. You sure? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So why, why did they hang out with you? Because you were funny?
1: Yeah. I was funny and smart and nice. and But I wasn't, um, it's just like you're saying about the puberty thing, like, I was super behind. Um
0: You didn't hit puberty until you were 23. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, very strange. <laughs> I didn't hit puberty until Oliver was coming out of my vagina, which is weird.
0: That is so weird.
1: Um no. I,
0: no, I was, Oliver's her Oliver is her is son my, by so, the way. I should
1: probably clarify that. He's my son.
0: Yeah. Actually, she had the DVD of the musical Oliver coming out of her out region- out
1: vagina. Yeah. And And now we understand why
0: DVDs are shaped the way they are.
1: Yes. (laughs) I was going to say getting to know you, but that's not Oliver. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, I never tried to blend in because I thought that that would be embarrassing if I tried to look like these girls who were really pretty Mm -hmm. and tried to like wear the clothes that they did. I thought that that would, I thought that people would laugh at me for trying. Yeah. So I didn't try. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like like crazy individualistic but i mean i wore like crazy prairie skirts and hats and things that were completely not in style because i thought it would be do you know what i'm saying yeah. like i thought it would be um i can't try to make my hair do that everyone right. will just laugh at me because i can't right. do it i'm right. not a pretty girl so why would i try to dress like that yes
0: i know my place i know my i'm place. going to dress for my place yes exactly yeah. Yeah.
1: so cuz jimmy always tells me about trying to fit in and stuff and right. like I,
0: what do you mean? He tells you about trying to, like work? when
1: he, what he what he did, like my oh, husband, like like about joining the ba- trying to join the basketball team, even though he was three foot seven in, in his words, and right. like why on earth would you do that? But I think I stopped myself from doing those things because mm-hmm. who am I? Who am I to try to do that? You know, right? right. So I limited myself for sure.
0: What What are some other uh, of the snapshots from from your life, particularly early in your life, if you can think of any?
1: Oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I remember... So I had a best friend, Nora, who is still my best friend. I know Nora. Yes, you do yeah, know yeah, Nora. Yeah, yeah. She From was the just, wedding. Yes, she was just here. And um, so we've been friends since we were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And she was always the pretty one and I was always the goofy one. Mm. And uh, that's a nice way of putting it. And um, I remember distinctly one time we were both looking in the mirror at our house and... She really did not mean this to be cruel. She really was just, I think, I think when you're a little, I was thinking about this the other day. I think when you're girls, you say like, do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm pre-? I think that's the thing you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want your friends to say yes. And I think she said something like, yeah, I don't know why everyone says your nose is so big. I don't think it's big. <laughs> so that was like, that was one of those moments, those like wonder years moments of like, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Did just, the
0: birds everything turn 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 uh, come on in the background?
1: Yes, yes. Yes, and I was wearing paisley and mm-hmm. and butterfly collars. Yeah. So, it was a so there've been a few like that. There was also the I was just thinking about this, the um same friend, this boy I really liked in grade school who we got pretend married. That was mm-hmm. like something you did. We had a ceremony and everything. We got pretend married, and then he pulled me over one day and told me that um that he really had a crush on my friend Nora, so like that sort of thing, like throughout my entire life. Yeah. Um, but I remember them very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> they were very much made a statement. Yeah. And just.
0: Is there anything more painful than somebody you have a crush on? It was coming to you for advice for how to get together with your friend. I mean, it was. It, it, it is, was
1: ridiculous. I was yeah. like, how does he not know that I have a crush on him? Yeah, like, and they don't. And then my. My reaction is always to be very gracious about it mm-hmm. and make it like it's okay and mm-hmm. yeah. Another time when I was uh flash forward to like 19 I was in this improv group cuz that's what ugly girls do. <laughs> and um <laughs> and uh this guy I was this guy was this tall skinny guy was very into me in that he wanted to hang out with me. He thought I was really funny. He asked me to have a sleepover once. Hmm. And I said, inappropriate. I said, I don't know if I'm ready for a sleepover. And he goes, no, I mean literally a sleepover. And then I went to his house and we literally slept. He never made a move on me. He never, how old were you? I was like 19. He was, Oh, I thought you were a kid. No, 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 no. Oh. It's a flash forward to like when I'm 19. Oh, okay. So like, so yeah, yeah. So, but he, he would jokingly call it a sleepover, but I thought that was... I assumed that was code for sex. Yeah. He didn't kiss me. He never did anything. Then
0: why have you a sleepover?
1: I don't know to this day. And Is he gay? No. And I, you know, liked him. Yeah. And I thought... And everyone thought we were dating because we were always together. Right. He had no sexual interest in me, I guess. He just liked me. Yeah. I don't know. It was very strange. One in, one in a long line of men who wouldn't sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. So, um... Anyway, a friend of mine who's still my friend, a friend of mine came to the show who's not in the improv group. You know, she came to a show one night and he uh, asked me for her number when she left. And I was shocked. But my reaction was, of course, of course. Mm Because I'm the bigger person and I know my place and my place is that boys don't like me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to
0: go in the corner in my prairie skirt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and be funny. Mm -hmm. So I gave him her number and then she called me and she was like why did you give that guy my number I think he's so creepy and I was like oh I thought I was doing the nice gregarious I mean I mean you know gracious thing and I thought I was being really generous and so that's sort of like
0: double fucked
1: yeah yeah
0: your heart is broken and and you've let down a friend and I
1: yeah i and then, so then it was awkward because I had to explain to him that she wasn't into him. And that's was, one of
0: your talents, Danielle, is that you can let down not only yourself yes, but others, others at the same time, and
1: as many as I can at possible. You're
0: like the plate juggler of uh, of <sighs> well, emotion.
1: I have. Ex- I think someone has, um, or the plate spinner, always trying to keep yeah, yeah, the plate that's right. spinning. That's right. and yeah. moving from. I don't think plate juggling would be too entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a dish. Well, really, juggling's not too entertaining in and of itself, yeah. but. Um, yeah, always trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah. And that was like a prime example of trying to keep everyone else happy mm-hmm. and then fucking up everybody. Like everyone yeah. got upset. But well, what else
0: should you have done? Said, no, I'm not going to give you your number. I'm into you. I mean, who well, would, like, nobody, no, nobody I would have Well, no, I guess I should have that. just
1: asked her if it was okay. Oh, yeah. But, or, or like, said, like, what is going on with you? I thought, you know, yeah. but. I didn't that's, ever speak I, I my think, mind, so I was just like, "I think
0: that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty normal. Who wouldn't?" Uh, um, we, we were talking uh, just a little bit earlier, and I felt like I, I have to to share this story. we were talking about that pain, loving, you know, being in love with somebody or having mm-hmm. a crush on somebody. Yeah. I was in sixth grade, <laughs> and I was in love with this girl, and I asked my uh, friend. to (laughs) to go ask her if she if you know because you always got to do the put the feelers out would they go out with me if I asked them and so my friend went and asked her and I remember we were at this school at night because it was uh, floor hockey night and the boys would play floor hockey and the girls would would hang out and watch us and they were at the end of this corridor and they didn't know that I was at the other end of the corridor and I heard this girl say uh, around her friends because and it reverbs she said. Oh you guys, guess who wants to go out with me? Paul Gilmartin and they all laughed.
1: Oh
0: and I could just feel I, I like felt myself leave my body. Like oh. oh my God, I'm that guy.
1: And did you think you were that guy? No. Oh, you didn't. I I
0: didn't think I was
1: laughable. Like
0: I, yeah, I didn't think I was because I had friends and stuff. Right. But I. That's when it sunk home that yes, everybody is growing, and you are this little. And this, you you are this little guy. And, um, but that, I think stuff like that. I think on a almost like on a cellular level, Uh when you feel that kind of shame, that's an imprint. I think it. I think it really does imprint. Absolutely, but I felt like I had to. Uh, I had to share that. No, sorry. that's sorry too. That's um,
1: great slash horrifying, <laughs> but very relatable.
0: Um, I sent you an email uh, about yes. the uh, doing the fear off. Yes, and uh, do you do you feel uh, game to try? Sure, try can and you do go that? first? Yeah, and you know what I'm going to do for this one? I uh, At the start of our interview, I sent out a tweet uh, saying that I'm going to uh, do a fear-off with Danielle, and uh, since I've revealed 99% of my fears right. on previous episodes, I don't right. want to repeat them, so right. I thought it'd be fun to have uh, uh, people that follow me on Twitter— uh, send in their fears, and so uh, you'll be competing against, against their fears. Okay. And if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter, it's MentalPod, M-E-N-T-A-L-P-O-D. And I think I might start doing this for, uh, for every episode and see, uh, see how that goes. You can um, just start
1: making up fears. That's true. Fear of exposed light bulbs, <laughs> for instance. <laughs> uh,
0: Lazy Sunday Girl says, I'm terrified at the thought of dating while sober without having al- alcohol to help let my guard down.
1: She's fucked up. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, okay. I am, I am afraid of uh, uh, not living up to my potential, as I said earlier. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: Chromadile says, uh, I'm a ridiculous person to behold, and whenever I've felt good about how I look, I've actually looked idiotic. <laughs> and I believe that's, uh, that's the guy that does our uh, website. His name is uh, Steve. Uh, Steve Grieve, and I uh, want to give him a shout-out okay. for, um... Uh, go ahead. All right.
1: Sorry. I am afraid of uh, my son inheriting my depression.
0: Okay. Uh, Seb Watt says, uh, I'm afraid that I will say a fear that relates to someone that follows me, and they will realize that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'm afraid of hurting people's feelings.
0: Okay. Um... Uh. Chromadile, Steve again, says, uh, I'm afraid by having a job that requires me to sit in front of a computer for all day, I've robbed myself of a fulfilling life.
1: Oh, God, that's a good one.
0: This episode is sponsored by When Breath Becomes Air. When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi is the exquisitely observed memoir of an idealistic young neurosurgeon attempting to answer the question, what is? When Breath Becomes Air is available wherever books are sold. Learn more at prh.com slash breath.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best... To let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie dot slash wondery. Um, I'm afraid of rodents.
0: Uh, Dylan Wise says I have a fear that someone will rub styrofoam on my teeth.
1: Oh, that's, that's good. Awesome. I like that. I am afraid of um of not being liked.
0: Ryan Nor says I have a fear that I'll never find a career. I enjoy that also pays the bills
1: mm, I am afraid I will never find the proper balance between work and motherhood
0: Seth D. Wright says I'm afraid that I will never find a girlfriend again.
1: Oh I'm afraid for Seth too No, um, I am afraid of um, oh god. Oh god. I know they're I know they're there I'm afraid I'm doing everything wrong as a parent
0: uh, Churistina says, I'm afraid that every day I drive over this really long bridge and I think I'm going to crash and fall.
1: I'm afraid of never being, that I'll never completely be comfortable with myself.
0: Headbug says, I, uh, my current fear is that my view on love and relationships has been wrong. Oh, well, I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty common one.
1: Yeah, that's for that, sure. That
0: fear that I, I'm not in the right relationship.
1: Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's, I think that's totally normal. I've been with the same... Woman for 23 years, oh, and Lord. um, we love each other, we're, we're committed to each other, right. and I think it's just natural sometimes, do, especially after like you have an argument to like, think,
1: What, like, I, this, this is per, wrong, this I'm is, in the wrong, this person is so different from me. This yeah. is, yeah, um, what would have been.
0: And I, when I used to be depressed, I was such an asshole because I would be like, We got to get a divorce.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because
0: when you're depressed, it's like everything yes. becomes so dramatic, a- everything is so, black
1: and white, lo- yes, and, it, you, and yes.
0: when there's no hope, right. you don't think. We're gonna work through this. Right. You think my whole life is fucked, and this is the reason. And, and
1: was there also, um, like, you felt so badly about yourself yes. that you felt, well, she's gonna leave me anyway, or mm. she, she she deserves someone better? Mm. Maybe even subconsciously, that like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end this now. Thousand
0: just- different thoughts on this right. uh, uh, depending on what day it was, and I right. put her through hell, and God bless her for still being with me. I, I think uh, is it your turn for the next one?
1: Oh um, yes. I'm afraid. Um, I'm afraid of being. Well, this is ironic, but I'm afraid of being laughed at. <laughs>
0: Somebody, Not laughed with,
1: but laughed no, at.
0: Uh, is it Harry Shear that said, um, "Comedians do comedy because they want to control when people laugh at well, them." Well,
1: that's brilliant and correct because yeah. you are trying to make the joke before someone else can. Right. You know, right. like, and there are before certain-
0: you're at the end of a long hallway at floor hockey.
1: Before the guy in in junior high calls you Pinocchio, and not because you want to be a real boy. Let's
0: talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, there was a scary boy who was um, really—he was alternately hitting on me and saying mean things to me, and he was um, really—that
0: was probably his way of covering up the fact that he was into you, though. I
1: guess, but that seems. But you
0: don't—you're not smart enough at that age to see that—that's what somebody's doing. Yeah,
1: I—I mean, I don't know if insulting someone's physical appearance is <laughs> clearly a way of <laughs> showing that you like them but um, I could see how kids could do that I guess like so him. yeah he yeah. was kind of like a tough kid like he was really like kind of oh this is interesting this is very interesting and then I'm thinking about this now because he was kind of like lower middle class and like I don't even know what his name was but I remember I think I was sort of attracted to him in some weird way and I think I always liked that kind of bad boy who is seemingly dumb, but mm-hmm. you know, I have a thing for, you know, yeah. I like, you know, like a Mark Wahlberg, like
0: right. I'm all over that. You know right. what I mean? Like, sure. He's got a 13 inch cock. How huh? can you not be? Sure. That? It's prosthetic, but yeah, uh, is it, is it, uh, I think it's your turn. Okay. Now I'm Jim, your I like this one. Jimski says the two things I'm most afraid of now are one losing this job and two keeping this oh, job. Oh,
1: that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm afraid I'll never get another job again. I always, I always mm-hmm. worry about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Dr. West Anthony says, "I'm afraid that I will spend the l- rest of my life alone and unloved, as I am right now." Oh, oh
1: God, you won't. Hopefully, no. no. I don't, and, think and you I'm will. sure
0: there are people that love you. You just don't know it,
1: right? He probably means in a singular relationship. Yeah. Um, I am afraid, my son. Oh, I kind of said this before, but I'm afraid that. Uh, oh, I just have so many fears about my son. I just, I fear mm. for him not being happy. And not, I fear for him making the same. That's what it is. I fear for him making the same mistakes I made.
0: That's just funny that you say that. Uh, cheesecake says, uh, or chaise cake. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. The uh, f- fear that I'll die and my son will be left alone with nobody who understands the weird way his mind works.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness.
0: By the way, you're <laughs> doing a hell of a job. Yeah, I mean, you're competing. Of- yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're fighting against multiple people kudos to you <laughs> and you. your and
1: my fears oh, rampant fear i just wanted to say this i know i'm breaking for a second and mm-hmm. part of that is so i can i am stalling but um i recently saw albert brooks at the bookstore he was signing copies mm-hmm. of his book and giving a speech and someone asked him about where he got the idea of defending your life was it just I'm sure you're familiar with Defending Your Life, right? Love it. Yeah. Was it just um, like a reaction to all those feel-good, you know, heaven movies or whatever? Mm-hmm. He said, well, really what it's about, which I always thought is really it's just about fear and how fear ru- rules your life because mm-hmm. all the things that are flashback are like things he didn't do or things he didn't say. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "That, yes, that's mm-hmm. that's what's so brilliant about him is like that's yeah. such a common, I don't know. To me, it's yes. very relatable. Yes. It's yeah. I'm just...
0: Nobody play, to me plays insecurity better than him. Oh he god. is brilliant. the funniest. Yeah, funny. I like Steve Martin. As funny as he is, is never funny to me as the guy getting shit on. He's, he's always not really funny.
1: Vulnerable. No, yeah. he's
0: funny being the guy who's an arrogant yes, douche that yes, doesn't know he's a really douche. Well. You know, That's fun. That's but, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Albert Brooks he's, is just oh my the, god.
1: He's the loser, but yeah. <sighs> It was funny because when I was a kid mm. and I saw Broadcast News, which is one of my favorite movies.
0: Maybe the best movie ever made. Yeah,
1: I... W- my perspective on life then was I didn't understand why Holly Hunter didn't pick him. Right. I was like, he's so great. He's That's so what makes that movie so awesome. He's funny and he's so smart. But as I got older, I was like, Oh, he's fucking annoying. I mean, he's still smart and funny, but he's no. He's needy. She shouldn't have picked him. He's yes. needy and, and, and selfish and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it was interesting, like,
0: the th- like I don't think
1: anyone was supposed to think he was right. the one that got away, but in my right. in my perspective. I he kinda was felt
0: like, that way. You it was did. like okay. and yet I also know what it's like to Think that, I should be into this person, but I'm not.
1: Oh, yes. and why am I into
0: this other person? Oh, I who,
1: punished myself so much for not yeah. being into the, the few boys who were interested in me were yeah. always super nerdy or super mm-hmm. not at my, I my alley, and I would I would chastise myself why why can't i just be yeah. why can't i be like the person who likes me and yeah but i just and then i realized oh you just can't yeah you can't make yourself do it's, something like that and, yeah yeah
0: you have no control over what you're into yeah that, I, just like what the first right. thought that pops into your head you have no control over that you have control over whether or not you let and sit it let it sit there and right. linger right but
1: yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay i got another one all right go um oh wait i just forgot because um
0: I'll do one yeah, that, that will totally make everybody forgot. completely okay. depressed. Got um it. being alone after my mother who has leukemia dies.
1: Mm. And that's the
0: show, everybody. Yay, leukemia. No, thank you for uh uh the person that, that did that for for being uh brave enough to, to tweet something so personal and, and painful. Oh my god. Uh, that was from LJCD.
1: Okay, I remembered mine and it's very self involved, but I'm 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 afraid that I have not had an impact on anyone. Oh God, that
0: that is one that I so relate. You to. You do, okay? Oh my God, yeah. that I won't, that I will die and will have not been special.
1: Yes, yes, which I'm sure many people think.
0: And I think a lot of artists. I think that's I'm, what drives us. Sh-
1: exactly, you want to leave some sort of mark. But I don't even mean like I mean on on people I know. Mm-hmm. Like I, so I have this friend who I've had since I was six, and we're you know very close, and. I was visiting her recently. She lives up north. And um, she has a little boy too. And her husband mentioned something about how their son has uh, a godfather. They Mm -hmm. don't call it a godfather, but he has a godfather. I said, oh, okay. And then he said, yeah, he has 12 godparents. What? And I was floored because I'm not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Sue, he literally has a dozen, a dozen godparents and I'm not one of them. I mean, this is my best friend since I was six years old. So, and like each godparent was, was um, because something they could pass along to their son or something they could help them with. So the only conclusion to take from that is that I have nothing of value to impart on their son. I don't know how else you could possibly interpret that. And I did jokingly sort of passive-aggressively bring it up with her mm-hmm. because they didn't know how not to bring it up. And I said, so I guess I shouldn't be offended that I'm not one of the 12 mm-hmm. godparents. Good y-. for you for yeah, saying that. and she kind of tried to answer. She was super uncomfortable, and we didn't really resolve it because I was uncomfortable too, because mm-hmm. I am uncomfortable with confrontation, and especially with friends, I can have confrontation with, you know, yeah. the guy on the phone anytime, but, like, friends... It- so I actually do think it's something I have to talk to her about because... Yeah. It's like, well, you've just given me a lot of information. Mm-hmm. You've just told me that I don't rank.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I
1: don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. And right. it really has made me think. Like, do like when I hear friends talking about, oh, my friend told me this, or my mm-hmm. my friend uh, said to look at it this way. I'm like, does anyone ever do that about me? Does anyone ever say, well, Danielle said, and like take it to heart and it means something? I mm-hmm. I I know that's like the definition of self involved, but i you know you want to matter you want to have an influence Mm -hmm. or an impact on someone's life and not just feel like you're just there yeah
0: yeah you know like i i I don't know who that wouldn't fuck up that that feeling but i can tell you that that you do matter in people's lives and i know that sounds cheesy for for me to say that because uh, you know carla and i've been friends with you for yeah a long time and um so you're not one of those people that you're like, oh, we got to go see Danielle. No, you're a fun person to be around. I know, and you're, but
1: I just feel like I'm periphery. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm glad I'm a fun person to be around, but is right. that it? Like, I feel like, is that all that it, I'm just someone who makes...
0: Do we ever get the answer to that, though?
1: Right. No, I, I, I don't
0: know if we ever get to the right. answer to that.
1: I think some friends show you and, yeah. you, and you and you feel it. Yeah. And I do feel that from mm-hmm. my friends, yeah. but... You know, I I realized a long time ago that you have different friends for different things. Some friends are great to hang out with Mm -hmm. and just have fun. But that's basically as far as it goes. Some friends are your, you know, person you dump everything on and tell everything to. And I guess sometimes I just worry, like, am I only the peripheral friend? Like, what what slot do I fill in these people's lives? Right. Like... If you're just filling a slot in my life, what slot am I filling in your life? Right. Is it a yeah. valuable place, mm-hmm. or is it just a placeholder? Is it just someone you like to have Thai food with? Am I, am I
0: the seat holder at the yeah. Oscars? Yeah, exactly. Or Am I the cardboard cutout? Right. Really. Like. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think so, that's
0: a pretty pretty normal fear, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But yeah. it's. <laughs>
0: but that yeah that that would fuck anybody up i would i would think yeah i was
1: really upset about it but you know what maybe
0: it'll be a a chance for you and maybe this is me just being too nauseatingly positive but maybe this will be a chance for you guys to take your relationship to another level no
1: i think so and i actually am looking forward to it it's just it's one of those things that can't be done on the phone or through email so i have to wait till i see her it's gotta be done in the ring yeah oh for sure for sure yeah bare fists yeah um so, yeah, it's one of those things. And, and she actually called me yesterday, and so that was really nice. But yeah. in the back of my head, I had this thing going on in the back of my head. Like, was I the 13th call? No, but, like, <laughs> is she calling because she feels she should call? Right. You know, she should check up. Mm-hmm. She should check in with me. Yeah. I just, you know.
0: But, you know, the, the reality is most relationships are messy.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and if you want to avoid messes, I think you're never going to get close to people because I think intimacy is based on being comfortable with imperfection.
1: Yes. And yeah.
0: imperfect, uncomfortable things and just being patient and mm-hmm. working through them mm-hmm. and being open to it working out however it works out. Mm-hmm. For, but for a control freak and a perfectionist...
1: Yeah. It's very it's, hard. Like I have no problem in my marriage yeah. to... point out Mm -hmm. point out problems and no problem dealing with it Um, but
0: that's because we have to live with that person though and we're we're, we think everything that they do it's multiplied by 500 because we think oh that habit is going to be in this house the rest of my life I got to nip this in the bud right right, now whereas with a friend uh, you know they say something yeah and you're like well I I, see him once a year or
1: like I let things go because I don't (laughs) You know, or even like with my brother, it's like I never really talked to him about how I felt about our relationship. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean, do I regret that? I don't even know if I do because I don't know that it would have gotten anywhere and it may have just been made things more uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying that life should be about avoiding discomfort, but sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess I guess sometimes it, it is. But yeah, I, you know, I like I just had this other friend visit and the whole time I felt I felt like my heart t- like my chest tightened. Like I wanted to break through to some other level. And I, oh, I do often feel this way. This with is her. the
0: friend with the 12. No, this is This is a different totally different this friend. Is, this is a different friend. What what did you you felt like your uh, relationship was superficial and you wanted it to be it's deeper? Not,
1: it's not quite that it's superficial. It's more that um, I don't know. I just feel like something is... Blo- we're very... Again, this is someone I grew up with. So we're different now, you know? Mm-hmm. And we lead totally different lives. And like, for instance, she never... She doesn't care at all about my career or anything to do with show business, which is fine. She cares about me. But I, I kept having this debate myself like, well, shouldn't she care somewhat? Shouldn't she ask me about my life? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't she... But if she doesn't, she doesn't. So... What, am I, gonna, what mm. am I going to accomplish By telling her Gee I really wish You were interested in this Yeah You know right. But so it was this kind of like Back and forth in my head mm-hmm. And we were never alone Because she had family with her So yeah. we were never alone So that also became like a I can't uh, Like there's a wall here right. right So And then I feel like Oh I'm a child Because I need something more From you know A 30 year old 35 year old relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean yeah. I feel like Needy Needy Yeah, yeah. You know I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, was, I always say to my therapist, you know, I thought something catastrophic happened in my life, like my brother killing himself. Mm-hmm. Everything would change and I would be released of the burdens of, mm-hmm. I don't, I know that's a little kooky, but like, oh, you get a new perspective on life. So you let mm-hmm. go of your fears and you let, none of that happen. Easier,
0: easier said than done. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just thought, yeah, none of that happened. So mm-hmm. it was almost disappointing. Like, well, what the hell is going, going to take me out of my, mm-hmm. On um, uh my uh you know habits that i don't like about myself or my well, maybe maybe outfits. it just
0: happens slowly yeah um carl and i were at a, a coffee place the other day and we saw a i'm not kidding you maybe a 100 a foot stretch hummer oh god and i wanted to go to him and knock on the window and say hey um, on September 11th of 2001, two uh, planes crashed into a building. I'm just assuming you guys haven't heard.
1: Ah! That's hysterical. It's just people that.
0: It's like, are you not aware that we are around the world fighting because there's a limited amount of right. oil? So you're and, just gonna eat. and and yeah. you just don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes I think people you're. You get stuff when you, when you get stuff, but I'm always so much less patient with other people getting things than I am with myself.
1: Mm. And, well, and, sure, because and, it seems so clear to you. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't they just do that? Yeah. Why don't they just change that?
0: And, and I don't think there's any character uh, defect more embarrassing to confront about yourself than uh, being needy. Mm. Uh, I had this really embarrassing mm. moment mm-hmm. about 10 years ago Um, I was, uh, with a friend, and we were. I, I think it was when that movie, wasn't there a movie called like Needful Things or something Sounds came out? Familiar. It was a movie that had some type of title uh, like that. Okay. And, and I cracked. I said, Oh, is, it, is this movie about my mom? Uh huh. And this person said, Your mom, what about you? Oh
1: my God. And
0: I just was oh like, Oh
1: my God. suddenly
0: hit me. Oh my God. And so I, like, for the next two years, everything <laughs> I did, I looked at it, I was like, Is this being. And I began wow. to truly totally see. How needy I right. was and right. how you know
1: but did you so were you happy that that person said that or ultimately, ultimately yes yeah. but for
0: the first two years I was like two embarrassed years. embarrassed, of embarrassed course. you know um, oh
1: my god well that's the other thing I think it's like you don't ever really tell your friends exactly I mean maybe some relationships are like this but you don't tell them exactly what you think of them right and so I've been that's been ruminating in my head like mm-hmm so what do they think of me so what do they you know right I mean I wish I could just get that fucking thing out of my head about you
0: what do I mean to my friends? what
1: do I mean and and what do people think of me and why the fuck should I care what other people think of me but like I said I don't have that Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck gene so I do care like I really care I can't pretend I don't and you know would be cool Uh,
0: I I, I don't know maybe uh, people listening you can send me uh, some ideas for how to do this but uh, maybe there would be a, a a way for us to have something where we say something about friends of ours that we've never told them on the, uh, on the website.
1: Like anonymously, you mean?
0: Yeah, anonymously, or just uh, post in, uh post something. Maybe we go to the forum and you say, "Here's my name. Here's the name of my friend, and here is what I love about this person." And then send your friend. That
1: oh, that's Wouldn't lovely. That nice tw- I assumed you meant something negative <laughs> No, No, uh, that's lovely. Because I
0: think sometimes we don't take time out during the during the, the the day to. And in the last couple of years, I've started doing this. I've started telling friends of mine, "I, I love you." Here's what I love oh. about you. I did that for my mom about a, about wow. uh, two years ago. I wrote her a letter. Because, uh, you know, I can get so trapped in what my mom did right. that I think was wrong or, right. you know, and every parent I think does that, yeah. you know, it d- makes mistakes and, yeah, and you yeah. resent it for a certain while. But then I looked at all the, the things that my mom did that was nice and I thought, she's getting older. I, I want her to know these things. And so I wrote this big, long oh list God, of Paul. things that I am grateful that she did for me and I sent it to her. And I think she it must have been, I think she really, I think she really liked it. So I'm sure. Maybe maybe we should do that for yeah. for people close to us. Um
1: I think, even if they ha-
0: do things that annoy us. Yeah, and, right, and,
1: right, right. Because
0: nobody's nobody's perfect. No. I'm fucking close, but
1: I know. I you know. know. You're you're almost there. Yeah. I um <laughs> I had to say this because we were just talking about being needy yeah. and I just flashed on this today or yesterday that when I used to oh god, it's so embarrassing. But when I used to go out with guys which was not a long history at all but i would always make them tell me what they liked about me mm-hmm. i so get that. i wanted right. to make sure that they were liking me for the right reason right. and of course i wanted my ego strokes but yeah. i really like i it was very important like and that seems so childish now when i think about it like yeah. that's so crazy yeah but i was like no, no no tell me like i remember telling jimmy tell me no no tell me what it is you like about me like i have to make sure that
0: I was going to say that's me. that's such a 20-year-old girl yes. thing yeah. to do, but then I realized when you started yeah. dating Jimmy, you were in your 30s. No, no, no. I was nope. in my 20s. Were you?
1: I was 24 when I started dating him. Are you kidding me? No.
0: Has it been that long? Yes.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was, no.
0: Oh, well, then I think that's all right. You're so insecure in your teens and 20s. Uh in 30s, 30s and 40s. 30s
1: and 40s. Yeah. You know, can only imagine. Yeah.
0: Uh we let's just finish the uh the the fear off. Oh, uh, I'm there's sorry. a couple more know. No, we that's all right. fear off. Okay. Um I'll uh, I'll do one. I don't remember whose turn it was, but I'm going to uh do one. Uh this is from Craddicus running out of smokes before payday. Hey, that's a good honest yeah, one.
1: that's good. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, regrets. I'm afraid of having regrets. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, Sufi Lizard, nice name Uh, Primary current fear is failure Followed closely by my fear of success
1: I was going to say, yeah, Mm -hmm. those two are usually Mm -hmm. Um,
0: If you can hang on for just a little bit longer You might win What? What? You might beat. Oh, really? You might oh, beat the oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, the, I thought the list were, is almost okay. done.
1: Uh, I didn't realize that this was a competition. Had you told me that? Oh,
0: everything's a competition. Everything in my life is a competition. What so is worth doing unless there's a winner or I a loser? I agree. Danielle. I
1: completely agree yeah. with that. One hundred percent. I am. Oh, I'm worried. I won't instill the right values, in my son.
0: Hmm, that's good. Too yeah. late. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Of course, he's a lovely, lovely kid. <laughs> This one comes from uh, Leo67, uh, one of my children dying before I do. Oh, that's oh, so sweet, and yet yet uh, really bums me out and brings the show down. I don't even think down. I let myself yeah. go there. Yeah.
1: I am afraid I'm not um, well-informed enough. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Barry Fye, uh getting into a gnarly car accident. Early? Getting into a gnarly.
1: Oh, gnarly.
0: Yeah. Okay. And apparently, uh, his surfboard is strapped to the top of yeah,
1: it. Yeah. He's... He's uh, mm. tweeting from 1982.
0: <laughs> um, I like how I asked people to tweet and now And I'm then shitting on him. them. That's my yeah. fault because that's my, yeah. that, I that's think I right. started you doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm afraid of being called out on an uh, embarrassing mm-hmm. personality trait.
0: Uh, this ambivalence tweets, not finding someone in my, something in my life I can really dedicate myself to.
1: Mm. Oh boy, I might be running out here. Ah, uh, I think I'm done.
0: God, we. Am I beat so you. close? And we had, we had, uh, we had one left.
1: Oh crap! I feel uh, and like I I'm guess
0: gonna... I have to do it to to, yeah, to win. Actually, sure. two left because okay. somebody just tweeted another okay. another one. Um, uh, second to last one from Tardy's pilot uh, being laid off from my job. And are you done? Are you out?
1: Wait, I think I had one. Uh, afraid of being not being seen as my own person.
0: That's a good one. Uh, And and this is the last one. So if you can think of one after this, you will be the victor. This is from The Bailey. And uh, she says that, I am afraid that I will outlive my husband, who I am crazy about.
1: Oh.
0: That's a sweet one. Oh,
1: my gosh. Wow. Okay, I am afraid. um, I don't know if this counts or if this is too much like the other things I've said. But I am afraid that... um, my son is going to have a hard life ahead of him for being small.
0: Mm. You win.
1: Yeah, Danielle I do. Koenig. I do.
0: I win. Danielle Koenig, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yay. Uh,
0: I was small and he does.
1: But you got big. He won't get big. I don't know about that. It,
0: you're you're not small.
1: I, I'm five, two and a half. You're small. Yeah.
0: Good luck to him. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But he's adorable.
1: He is adorable and hopefully that'll carry him somewhat.
0: And he's got funny parents.
1: Yes, and he's yeah. he's already pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. He is. Yes. And he oh he did something the other day that scared the crap out of me. Hmm. He, I got hurt. Oh, we were playing. The three of us were playing, and I got hurt or something. Oh, I bumped my head on the. I walked into a doorknob. Okay, Paul, I walked mm-hmm. into a doorknob. No, yeah. I bumped my head on the case, bookcase behind me, and he started doing a funny dance. Uh-huh. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm trying to make you laugh. That's what I do when you get hurt. I try to make you laugh." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh no!" It's genetic. Oh no! He's literally like dancing around trying to make me laugh. That's what I do when your daddy get hurt. I dance around. I'm like, "Oh, oh. fuck, fuck. No, 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 That's no." That's how no, I no, break no. the
0: silence at the dinner oh, table. I tap dance.
1: Jimmy tells a story one time Jimmy was trying to get the trash out of the trash can and there was glass in it and because I put the glass there because that's I thought what you do when something Mm -hmm. breaks you put it in the trash can anyway he ended up it ended up slicing the bag he hurt his finger and he yelled and said like who the fuck would do this and got like really mad and Oliver literally started fixing the house like (gasps) pretending that he was hammering the house and fixing it and I was like "Do, do you see what is happening he's He's this. He's literally trying to repair things. <laughs> I was like, "This is perfect." Oh, Ikebald.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. What are any recurring and negative thoughts that you have towards yourself?
1: Not smart enough. Not funny enough. Not worldly enough. Not pretty enough. Not. Um. I really beat myself up that I don't seem to have hobbies. I don't have other interests. I am not good at like, there's nothing I'm good at that's like a, like you have your wood carving, your wood carving. I don't know what you do. You nothing, ma- you literally
0: ma- nothing I you- hate more than wood carving. <laughs> I, I do woodworking, yeah.
1: Don't you make beavers out of like, <laughs> you whittle, don't you? Did you sit on your porch and whittle? That's how I picture it. And I whistle. And whistle. Um. Like I. I can't garden. I can't cook. I can't, like I don't, And I constantly sort of beat myself up that I don't have an outside thing that I've taught myself or learned or it's just like, it's just like comedy. Like that's Mm -hmm. all I seem to have. I mean, I like reading and I like Mm -hmm. movies and that sort of thing, but I don't have like a passion outside of my professional. thing. Mm -hmm. So I, that bothers me.
0: So you feel like your life is too small?
1: Yeah. I feel like my life is too small and also that I must not be interesting if I don't have that. I must not be valuable and well-rounded and um, And deep.
0: Yes, and and by the way, uh, all of these are off-base, but I'm not stopping you because it would just the show would be 3 hours long. Oh, okay. If for for me to go. You're crazy. You're crazy. Oh,
1: Oh, 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 oh okay. So, okay. you know, <laughs> I, okay. I'm
0: letting you go on. <laughs> oh, and because okay. uh, the the listeners now know at this oh, point sure, that all of these things that people yeah, yeah, yeah. say are are right. 99% right. Uh, myths made up in their right. in, in their right. head and right. I'm not being a dick by going oh, yeah, No, no, no. Um
1: I'm not a good enough daughter. Mm-hmm. Good enough mother. Good enough wife. Um, I think I'm a pretty good friend. Um, <laughs> apparently, not worthy of being one of twelve, <laughs> a dozen. Yeah, twelve. Well, if you could ten re- plus two. If
0: you could have started recognizing Sea World signs earlier in your life, maybe I'm things sure would have turned to, around. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that I'm not sharp enough, or that I'm not. Um, uh, well, definitely the fact that I'm not confident you know that bothers me. I've definitely made huge strides throughout my life mm-hmm. in that sense, but um it bothers me that I care what people think. Mm-hmm. It absolutely bothers me. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just be but I also worry <laughs> <laughs> that I don't exactly know who I am supposed to be. Like I see I have uh, you know friends with all these different personalities and I think, well am I am I supposed to be like that or am I is my natural inclination to be more like that and I've just changed myself or I just constantly compare myself to everyone and anything and everyone in every situation. so draining. And it's It's so so draining draining and stupid and it makes me so mad at myself that I Mm -hmm. do that because I do have a nice life and I am a good person and I have a wonderful husband and a wonderful son but why does everyone's life seem better by comparison or... Uh, Mm -hmm. more oh they did the more interesting thing or
0: you know there's there's um a survey on this uh on the website for this uh podcast the website is mentalpod.com and there's a survey you can take and one of the questions there's about 25 questions i ask of people and um one of the questions is uh some uh negative recurring thoughts that you have towards yourself and emotions that you have and at the top of them uh the most common one that that people have is that they feel that they're not doing enough uh-huh. and that procrastination is a huge thing yes. with them. And I think if that's such a common thing, maybe we are doing enough right. and we just think everybody just punish, else yes. is doing,
1: yeah, oh, doing I better. Absolutely. am const- like my friend who is a mom and is a, lawyer slash judge and goes to ballet or go, goes to a dance class three times a week and i can't i can't not compare myself to her yeah. and if i am taking a nap then i am yeah a bad person yeah you know what i mean like oh my I, I, god I, I, do, I, right. do i know
0: that feeling and it's <laughs> and it's totally wrong because right. i think being good to yourself right being gentle with yourself is so so important yeah and Every once in a while, I'll, I'll say to myself, "You know what? I'm just going to be good to myself today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have ice cream. Right. I'm going to take a nap, right. and the world isn't going to end. Yes. And I can still yes. be productive tomorrow. Yes. And those are really nice days when I have them. So, um,
1: right, it, it, it is a little present to yourself, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But it's it's hard to get over. In fact, I think
0: it's even better than nothing wrong yeah. with it. I think it's really important yeah. because it, it you got to put that whip down. You got to put that yes. whip down because it's. We think sometimes the whip is our way of good discipline, but it's not. Right. It's a way of chipping away at our self esteem, and it. It's.
1: I wonder why, pe- why? What is I don't, not physiological? But what is like the the biological or what is the reason that people are inclined to be self critical and insecure. why is, is that a survival I, I, method of some sort?
0: I do. I think it's I think it's evolutionary because those are the people that created the most stuff mm-hmm. and and built the cave that allowed you to survive mm-hmm. in, the people that couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. It was a survival mechanism, but I think it's become not as useful anymore now that immediate survival isn't as important
1: right so your i think it's goes that, into, yeah, it, yeah i
0: think that feeling that i've got to be constantly doing to be okay mm-hmm. it served us early on in our evolution but yeah. I, I think it's it's actually degrading our quality it is. of life it's now
1: so, i don't know jimmy Dore has a funny joke about um the guy who built the st louis bridge like right. how pissed off was he at his dad like that's what makes that's what makes you do the great things is that you're trying to prove it to someone or trying to improve, you know. Right. You know, it's all like justifying yourself. But it just I mean, obviously everyone's insecure and people just deal with it in different ways and some people become yeah. assholes because that's how they deal with it. But it, yeah, it doesn't serve any function. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it maybe it does serve a function, but it just seems it's exhausting mm-hmm. and and like I my whole life I Supposedly training to be a ballet dancer, and I just wasn't good enough. Mm. And I still have incredibly mixed feelings about ballet. I don't go to the ballet. I don't. It still hurts to see it because mm-hmm. it's something I didn't achieve. Like I can't appreciate right. it on its own because it's like you, you can't saying,
0: separate your own yeah, yeah. feelings of inadequacy right. from it. Yeah. That
1: also had a huge impact on my life. Was being involved in something where you're supposed to look perfect, you know, be f- incredibly feminine. Mm-hmm. And work really hard. And I did work really hard. And it still didn't happen. So it angers me so much when I hear people say, you could be anything you want to be, like to their kids. It it, it infuriates me. Mm -hmm. Because no, you can't. There are certain things you're going to be good at, certain things you're not going to be good Mm -hmm. at. And to to give someone the impression you could be president of the United States, well, maybe you can't. Maybe you don't have that brain. But that's okay. It's just to me saying to Oliver you could be anything so,
0: what, so what, what, what should you say to kids you can try anything you want to try
1: well what I say to Oliver I mean he's only three and a half so it's mm-hmm. not like it hasn't but I say like I, I just said it last night like some people are good at some things and some people are good at other things I said like mommy's a really good dancer but mommy can't sing mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing And because yeah. he'll say like I'm the best at this and I said yeah you're really good at this and I don't point out what he's not good at but if he says I'm not good at I'll something I'll do that yeah <laughs> if he says like I, I'm not good at it Oh, that's the other thing is he's already like being hard on himself, which is you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: ugh, my m o so I'm a little bit worried about that., uh, that's your list of fears, but um no, I will say i'm i I'm hopefully not going to say no, you were great, you're great, I'm hopefully yeah. gonna say maybe you weren't great at that, but that's okay because it's impossible to be good at everything, yeah, you know it is. And, and it's it hurts to not be good at something, but when everyone was telling me. You're great. You can do anything, and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, what choice is there to feel but you've disappointed everyone? Right, you didn't live up to your potential. You are a failure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're it's setting someone up for, mm.
0: which is a terrible thing to be told in a birthday card.
1: I know, right.
0: Awful! I, I can't believe year they after even year made after that. Year? I can't believe they would even print that birthday card.
1: I probably had the peanuts on it. Yeah,
0: and the fact that it had your name on it was like, <laughs> wow, everybody knows. Spelled the
1: right way and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so body image was a big uh, source of anxiety. Uh, Absolutely, I, I would imagine yeah. for any girl. I think but, it's for but, every
1: girl, but definitely being in ballet when you're in a leotard and tights every day, and mm-hmm. you're you're literally comparing yourself to other people yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't – I don't – I think you I mean, ever, that came later that did, I was
0: – Did you ever grow out of your uh, body image no. issues? Do well, you still have them?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely not to the same extent. Right. But, well, I don't know if I can say that's true. I don't – I actually just talked to my therapist about this the other day because I foolishly got on the scale. And mm. I was more than I usually am. I'm a very small person. I recognize that. I'm not saying I'm fat. Don't mm. think I'm one of those people. But – it, it was a number and it was a number that I wasn't happy with and my whole day was ruined mm-hmm. and I instantly went, went back to that time of weighing myself every day and and you know it, again it's something you failed at mm-hmm. it's I it didn't do the best I could right I let myself down I mm-hmm. you know it, and it's a number it's stupid
0: did you uh, ever make yourself uh, throw up
1: oh yeah as I like to say I dabbled in bulimia <laughs> yeah. But I never had a taste for it. Um, I did. I definitely did that. I. I,
0: I when, when did that start and when did it end?
1: Um, I would say probably started at twelve,
0: ended about one o'clock.
1: Yeah. No, I think it started uh, probably in like tenth grade or so, and mm. on and off for just a few years. Mm. I never did anything to. I. It's interesting. I don't have an addictive personality, mm-hmm. so I never did it to excess. I never. I never like was someone who was doing it every day. I, mm. If I felt particularly guilty or something, mm-hmm. then I would do it. Mm. And I I, I don't know why I stopped, but I did. It wasn't, mm. I didn't need an intervention or anything. And I, my parents don't know I did it, I don't think. I mean, mm. I've joked about it in my act, so maybe they've heard it, but it was, you know, I mean, I have friends who are you know, super committed to it. Uh, that would probably be another thing I would denigrate myself about because I, was, yeah. I wasn't committed enough to bulimia. You know, yeah. I wasn't like, <laughs> I didn't have the presence of mind to really, like, dedicate, to focus on it. You should have gone
0: to bulimia school.
1: I know. But I did, you know, just, like, not eat um, properly. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely have an issue with denying myself.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. I
1: don't like to to deny myself food, which is a problem Mm -hmm. because you have to at some point. But I don't count calories or anything like that.
0: Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up here, and there's two things that I want to do. Um, I'm going to read a. Um,
1: Please don't p- say poem. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Uh,
0: I'm going to one of the things I like to do is we have that the survey I told you about on the website, and um, I think I might start uh, for each episode just kind of randomly pick somebody's survey. And read some things about it to, okay. to close the show with so i'm going to do that um, In just a moment, but before we do that i'm going to say um, Say goodbye to you and tell you what i love about you. Um, oh my
1: gosh i'm gonna blush
0: um I love that you are funny that you're open and you're honest and you're a good friend and you're fun to converse with
1: Well, mm-hmm. thank you. The feeling is Very mutual and I had a great time doing this. I was I actually wasn't uh, anxious about doing it. I was actually good. very excited. I like sure. talking about myself. Yeah, <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Sure. So thank you, Paul. I really had a
0: And I, and a I really appreciate you talking about stuff that I know was, was painful for, for you yeah. to talk about, but I think there are, are going to be some people that um, will feel comforted and feel less alone by, by what you had to say.
1: I have to say, and I know we're trying to wrap this up, but when my brother died, I was shocked at how many people have been touched by suicide. I was really, really yeah. surprised. I had, I didn't know it was that common yeah. of a thing. And it's just my my parents and I both were like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." But yeah. it it does help to hear other people talk about it. I hope. I mean, mm-hmm. I it help it helps me. Yeah. You know, every situation is different. But
0: yeah. is there anything in, in in closing? If somebody is in a situation that you were in that has um. somebody close to them that, that that took their life, is there anything that you would like to to, to say to them
1: well this is this might offend some people, and it might it's okay or it might sound like I'm color coding it, but I honestly believe, at least for my brother's case, and again, this was someone who had dealt with this his whole life and who thought it out and planned it. I honestly think that Nothing was the right thing to do. And obviously, I don't want my brother to be dead. Obviously, not. But I do think it was a relief for him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... God, this is going to sound like I'm pro-suicide or something. I'm not. I'm just saying... Just take some comfort in the fact that maybe someone is in so much pain. Mm -hmm. In so much pain. Mm -hmm. That they did what they needed to do. They didn't do it to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, they did it because... They just didn't want to feel that pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wish to God he had stayed on the meds. I don't know. I cannot say with 100 percent certainty that that would have helped. Mm-hmm. I know for a lot of people it does, and mm-hmm. it, you know or people who've never gotten help, obviously, they should take those um, my stomach's making noises. I'm hungry. Um, they should make those take those steps mm-hmm. but and you can't feel guilty. I mean, you will cuz there's not there's no way How not to so there's no way not to feel guilty. But I've sort of accepted that this was it's going to sound so corny and I'm not even 100% sure I believe it, but like that this was his path. Like mm-hmm. whatever anyone did, this is what was going mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. in his case. Right. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to help people. I mean, I'm right. sure people, I'm sure it's not like everyone is not, everyone is beyond help, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, oh, when I hear about like these teenagers, that's what kills me mm-hmm. is these teenagers. I'm like, you have no idea what a small part of your life this is. Yeah. Like, it, it's shocking. That's what's such so shocking to me. Such little data
0: on your life and who you are has I mean, come in yet and you are making I, such a rash decision. It's
1: just, that's the stuff that mm-hmm. kills me. I just, there's, your your life is just not even started mm-hmm. like uh, yes these things affect us and we're gonna have insecurities mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives because of what happened in high school or whatever but oh, i'm well, babbling
0: l- l- well let's agree on this anybody over 90 you've had enough data you yeah. want to kill yourself yeah.
1: go you ahead know if you're a schmuck
0: well actually we, we might even swing by we and might help help you right we might help you
1: sure but no it's just and i don't think people understand their value Certainly, my yeah. brother didn't. Certainly, and
0: you can't see it when you're when you're in you that can't. spiral of uh, of depression. Right. Well, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for me, my friend, and thank for you. being honest. Thank and you. um, uh, if you're out there and you're stuck, um, don't give up hope. You, uh, we may not have the answers on this show. Uh, we probably don't. But uh I do know this is that we have felt like you feel and uh yes. know that you are not alone. And
1: it does this is it does always get better. Yeah. It, it really does. does.
0: Yeah, you just got to be patient. So thanks for listening. And uh, as I mentioned before uh we're going to take it out with uh reading somebody's survey from uh from the website and uh this pr- this comes from Ashtray Monument that's a nickname he gave himself. He's a uh, 21 to 30 years old. He's never touched uh, drugs or uh, or alcohol. His uh, He believes that if there's a person, place, or thing keeping him from being happy, he wrote, mostly it boils down to myself, but I feel like I'm trapped by my job and that leaving it would be a horrible mistake even though it makes me miserable. My weight and appearance makes me sick to the point where I make a point of it not to have pictures of myself, look at myself in the mirror, etc., His defining mood is shame. His defining obsessive thought is that life has passed him by. His primary activity is procrastinating. What makes him angry is he says, "I, I don't even know where to begin. Happy people, attractive people, successful people, rich people. The feeling of being unable to control my destiny and my job. And to the question, if there is a God, what are some things you would say to God? He says, sorry, I don't believe in your existence, but can you blame a fella? Look." I didn't really do anything to help, but I certainly didn't do anything to hurt either. If it's true that you had a plan, I'm not really impressed. Who farted? Sorry, I can't think of anything legitimate to say to you. All I can think of are tacky one-liners. Thanks for listening.